Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Genesee is with us. She is in Springfield, Illinois. Hi, Genesee. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? <laughs> Hi. Um, so I am a fresh new baby graduate, um, and I'm about $217,000 in debt. Um, both of my parents didn't go to college, so I don't really have anybody to talk to about like loan repayment and things of that nature. Um, I did luckily get gifted your course, um, from a Facebook group that I'm in and I'm on step two, but I'm wondering, um, as a, so I'm a single parent, um, I'm 26 and she's 10. I had her at 16. Um, and I just did school straight through. So, um, no working in between high school undergrad and then i just graduated from veterinary school oh wow um, so i have my doctorate wow good for you <laughs> so I just, good for you thank you very much um i'm just wondering how realistic it is you know because it seems like i'll never get to step three with that much debt and um i know i like i said i'm on step two in the in the course um, and i see a lot of like married couples we work so with a lot we work yours. with a lot of veterinarians um, okay. in, in entree leadership, um, uh, because a lot of them come through to learn how to run their business, the business aspect of being a veterinarian. And so what we're, what I'm discovering just in having conversations with them is that there are veterinarians, um, working in a practice that don't own the practice. Lots of them that are making a hundred and a quarter, hundred and a half. Um, there are a whole group of them too, that are making 60 and 70. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, what I would tell you is don't get too caught up in, uh, a certain area of veterinary medicine, get caught up in the area that can make you the most money for a little while. Mm-hmm. I, so I've actually signed on, um, to a practice. It is a corporate practice, so I don't own it and I don't have any stake in it. Um, I start Monday actually. Okay. And, um, What's my the pay? base is going to be a hundred and a hundred and five thousand a year. Ding ding! Sounds like my information's accurate. Yeah. Okay, and you'll mm-hmm. be going up pretty well, quick in that. That's just your starting, and so you'll be at a hundred and a quarter within a short period of time. So I'm pretty close. All right, and you're used to living on nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you've been pretty a college student your whole life. Alone. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you lived on nothing, what would? How much is nothing? Um, my, my rent at my house that I was living in, um, from, in my vet school was about five fifty. I was one of five roommates. Um, and then my mom was helping me with my daughter at that point in time. Um, so now when I move, I've moved back to my hometown, um, my rent, the rent here is pretty insane. It's going to be about for me to rent and not, you know, have a mortgage, um, rental homes and rental apartments are looking at about twelve hundred, eleven hundred to twelve hundred dollars a month. Okay. And then you know that's I, fourteen thousand out of one hundred and five. Yeah. Okay. Then we got to eat. So, and we got to eat, and we got to pay lights, and we're not going to go buy a car on payments. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have. I have a car. I've owned it. It is on its last leg. Uh, you're not. You're, you're a veterinarian. Long Just long. prop the leg up. <laughs> yep. 
All right. Um, and then, yeah, and then living expenses, and then just I. Yeah. I it's so a single, here's single here's what I'm saying. Home. All right, fifty five thousand a year minus taxes is the most you can spend to live. The other fifty thousand goes on your debt, and in four years you're done. Okay, so you think it wouldn't be worth signing up for like an income based repayment? Um, and Why would you want to stay in debt the rest of your life? I don't. Okay, <laughs> let's get out of debt in four years. Okay, Genesee. or sooner. Okay, I'm talking to a woman who, at the age of 16, with most people, are trying to figure out how a blinker works on their mom's car, had a child. <laughs> And you have managed to be a mother and a daughter and a graduate student and now a veterinarian. Making 105000 at 26 years old. You cannot sell me on the fact that you can't, quote unquote, do something. You can do anything. You've I wouldn't fight it. you for the, all the money in the world. <laughs> You're incredible. My friend, Jade Warshaw, who's also co-hosts this show, her and her husband had almost half a million bucks and they did not have veterinarian in their holster they were music students gotcha. and they did it You're, here's what's going to be frustrating for you you have been waiting for this moment for so long mm -hmm. and you're doctor mm -hmm. genesee now and that car mm -hmm. is going to stay the same and that lifestyle is going to stay the same and that 10 year old kid that you promised just wait just wait just wait is going to have wait. like three more years to go now they got to wait it's going to take you four years. Okay. It's going to take you three to four years to do this. And you can also work shifts on Saturdays and Sundays and maybe even uh, do emergency medicine overnight if you need to and let your kids stay with your mom every once in a while. If you go pick up another 50 grand doing that, you can be out of debt in two and a half years. Okay. So it doesn't seem unattainable. To you can do this. So here's the big math, okay? <laughs> take 200000 and divide it by the number you're going to put on it a year. I okay. put 50 a year on it out of your 105 a minute ago. Then John added some work to your life, and we put another 40 or 50 on it. So 50 a year into 200 is four, right? Right. This is attainable. And by the way, this is not static. You're not going to only make 105 for the next four years. And the extra income, you're not going to only want to do that forever. So, But if you go made another 30 or 40,000 bucks, and now we put 80 on this, you know, what is 200 divided by 83? Not even. Okay. Two and three quarter, right? Okay. You following me here? It's a big number, yeah. math. You don't have to do, you don't have to have a master's degree in math and finance to pull this off. You just divide 200 by the amount you're going to throw at it, and that tells you how many years it's going to take for you to get this done. You're going to get it done very, very quickly. And here's underneath the math. My mom, I've told the story on the show, my mom at 42, the age of 42, took her first community college class, one class, and it was either geometry or algebra, one of the two, and we took it together. I was, in, I was in high school. Fast forward to 57 is when she graduated with her PhD, and she became a tenured professor at 63, and, I'm, and um, she teaches her last year at Oxford this summer in, in, in her 70s. I tell you that to tell you, I had a ringside seat to a mom who completely transformed her life and it was hard and she was busy and she had to miss games and she was working on Saturdays and Sundays writing papers and reading and doing grad school work and as an adult she took away every single excuse I could ever have because I got a ringside seat to watching a gangster be born and so your son is going to watch you and you're going to feel guilty I want you to think of the long game he's going to watch his mom 
teach him through action he can do anything. He's married to, I mean, his mom's a warrior princess. It's incredible. You're giving him the gift of a, of, of a lifetime. Yep. Way to go. Proud of you. Good work. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSC. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. If you're a pastor listening today, we know that you've had a hard few years. You got long hours, church attendance is down, church is still trying to come back after COVID in many cases, and all while trying to keep your own house running. You've had to take care of so much, and we want to take care of you. You deserve a safe space to talk about the hard things you're dealing with, especially money. So we created a free pastors-only version of Financial Peace University. Over six weeks, you'll learn with pastors from all over the country how to get out of debt and build wealth, how to get control of your money with a budget, how to work with your spouse if you have one, and even how to retire with confidence. It's all free, and this class is led by folks on our team who understand pastors. Many of them are former pastors, and they have a heart for you. So join our free pastors-only Financial Peace University by visiting RamseySolutions.com slash pastor. RamseySolutions.com slash pastor. Today's question of the day comes from Shelly in the Baby Steps Millionaires community on Facebook. John? My mother is always giving me money that I don't ask for, but I know she has bad spending habits. What would you do about this situation? never had this happen to me personally this is a new one this is a new one um i would probably do one of two things the passive part of me would probably take this money and put it into an account and let it just sit because there's going to be a day that she comes and asks for it back um the more the the last four or five years six or seven years john would tell my mom hey mom i'm really working hard to build a life uh with my wife our own life. And so um, I appreciate your gift. I'm really grateful for it, but we want to make a go at this on our own. And so uh, please feel free to give that money to my brother and my sister, whoever else. Yeah. As gentle as I can. The problem is not her. The problem is me. Don't bring up the fact that she's too broke to give. Nope. Wouldn't even go there. Wouldn't even go there. I would just say, you know, I appreciate this and you're so sweet. Um, A, I don't need it. And B, I'm trying to practice 
the discipline of living on my own. Mm -hmm. And it would be helpful to me if you would give this to someone else. My promise is if I ever get desperate enough, I'll call you. I won't go hungry. I promise, Mom. And you're so sweet. And thank you. Thank you. But um, I can't accept this anymore because I'm trying to work on me. Yeah. And just turn turn the whole thing back on yourself. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, the other one that comes up is, um, and I've heard this one a bunch of times over the years, is uh, mom and dad are broke, but mom keeps buying my kids toys on and trips and whatever, grandparents stuff, Disney grandparents stuff on credit cards mm-hmm. and making making mom and dad worse. How do I stop her from doing that? And it's a similar conversation, only this one's even harder. Um, but it's like, Mom, we're trying to limit what the kids are getting. And, um, you know, uh, so we, you just can't do this anymore. Uh, we've, you've got to stop. You're going to have to check with me before you buy anything else. Yeah. And um, and then, you, again, there's no it, – it, it very seldom is positive to shame them and go, you're too broke to do this. Stop it. That doesn't work, although that's a true statement. But – <laughs> and it's tempting to say that, but it's really not profitable. Devontae is with us in Minneapolis. If I can push the button, there he is. Hey, Devontae, how are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. Good. How can I help? Um, well, the better is just, just getting the question out there. Uh, I guess I'll just say a question. You guys can rip into me after that. Uh, the question I have is that I have a car, or I have about $50,000 in debt. The car is a little over half of that at about 27, um, 19% interest rate. I'm trying to get out. And then a follow-up question is just if I'm gazelle intense enough, uh, based on how much I'm working and, and the things I'm doing to you, make money. You owe 27,000 on a car at 19%. Yeah. Yes. Okay. What's the car worth? Uh, 14,000. Uh, did you roll negative equity from another deal into this one? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, okay, when you're, I looking, you're looking at the wrong number it. then. Because a 19% loan is a subprime loan. Translation, they screwed you, okay? Or you yeah, screwed I yourself did. by signing up for this. And they have a different calculation on those loans. When you ask for the balance, they use a total of all payments, a TOP number, to give you the loan balance. That is not the payoff. So your payoff is unlikely to be twenty-seven, not with a fourteen-thousand-dollar value. How long ago did you buy the car? Uh, this is about a year ago, just under. Yeah, what'd you pay for the car? Uh, thus far, I've paid about seven hundred. No, no, honey. What was the price of the car when you signed the paperwork? The total price of the car, not the financing. What was the price of the car? Oh, I guess I don't know the answer to that. It was twenty seven on the the only uh, overall price that came out was twenty seven, so I thought that was the the value. Well, I mean, if so the car's worth home. fourteen, honey, you surely didn't pay twenty seven for it a year ago. Unless you went to one well, of those I went to, it was a third party it was a third party dealer. Um I was just desperate trying to get into something low credit and that's what they gave me. Um, I know, but he, he, even those guys don't do that. Okay, so I really think that you probably actually paid seventeen or eighteen for the car, and your total of payments is twenty-seven. So you have a, a finance company you're paying this money to, right? Yes. Okay, call them and ask them for what the payoff is if I bring a check today and pay it off, and they're going to tell you more okay. like twenty. Okay. 
or 18 or something like that. That's the number you're going to get. Um, and uh, and you obviously don't have any money, right? Uh, no, I've I've since recovered my situation, so I do. How much do you have? Uh, like on hand or yeah, money. over time? On hand, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, no. Uh, currently speaking, no, I don't have any in savings. Oh, you don't have any money. Okay, so I was right. All right, what do you make? Um, hundred and anywhere between one hundred and thirteen, one hundred and thirty, depending on. How long uh, have you been doing that? Um, four months. Why don't you have any money? I've been putting everything to debt. Okay, all right. And then uh, this I want you to stop putting it to debt because I want this car to get sold. Okay, I want you to stop putting it to debt. I want you to save up enough to sell the car for fourteen and put seven thousand with it and sell the car because it's going to be twenty, twenty-one, eighteen, something like that payoff. Then I want you to go get a two thousand dollars car and pay cash for it. This car needs to go sure. bye-bye. It's bad juju, bad car. I agree. It's, it's going to be a sense, dude, that you're taking seven thousand or ten thousand, whatever that final payoff is, and putting it in your backyard and just lighting it on fire. And you are. And no, no, you already did that. Now all we're doing is admitting it. <laughs> yeah, we're just. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's going to hurt, and uh, it's a, it's going to be a good scar or tattoo for you to never do this again, ever. Yeah, and so yeah. desperation makes us do crazy things, man. Everything you did when you went on the car lot, a hundred percent of your moves were wrong. You went on the car lot, wrong move. You bought a car. You never looked at what it's valued at. You have no idea what it was. You just said, I, if I sign here, I can drive it off. Yes. And you signed whatever they put in front of you. You never looked at it. This is the recipe for getting screwed. And if you do it again, you're going to get screwed again. If you do it again, you're going to get screwed again. Yeah, this is how it works. This is how these people exist in these ripoff car situations. Uh, and, and so uh, they feed on the desperation and the immaturity of people. And so uh, the next time this comes up, you need to step back, breathe a little bit, and think, okay, where can I get a $1,000 car? And I, how, where can I get $1,000? And let's get a, um, a garage sale car, car you buy at a garage sale, and drive it around a little bit. And if it goes bad after a month or two, it was still cheaper than your payments. And go get you another one. I mean, these are disposable cars, like disposable phones, when you're doing a $1,000 car compared to what you're driving. But yeah, this thing is, uh, it's a weight around your neck. It's uh, shaming to you every time you get in it, every time you write the check. It's a ripoff. There's nothing good coming out of it. I would do everything I could to get rid of it as soon as possible. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org budget. That's chministries.org budget. Thank you for joining us, America. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. Today's question is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services here at Ramsey. We believe in making home ownership a blessing and not a burden, so we recommend Neighborly's network 
of service professionals. To repair, maintain, and improve your home, find the help you need at Neighborly.com. All right, today's question comes from Andy in Virginia. When I get closer to retirement, how do I access the money in my retirement funds? Do I take a set amount each month? Do I only take money made off interest and leave the principal alone? How do I make the money last? Um, that's the, that's the question, Dave. And I love I love the sim- simplistic, mechanistic question here, man. How do I do this? Well, you can set it up with your broker. You have mu- the money in the mutual funds, hopefully in your 401k, your Roth IRAs, that kind of thing. You decide which um, of your different retirement accounts, because most people aren't going to end up with more than one retirement account. You may have a 401k from an old job. You may have Roth IRAs that you did. Your wife might have had a 401k rolled over. Those are all different buckets of money. And you say, okay, out of those buckets of money, we're going to draw on this many. We're going to draw this much. And you can set a set amount and say, I'm going to draw this amount. I'm going to draw $5,000 a month. Or you can say, I'm going to pull a percentage a month. Um, or uh, you can say, I'm going to pull the gains. I would not say I'm going to pull the gains. If you've got the money invested in good growth stock mutual funds that have a track record that's 10 to 12%, if you pull off 10% of it or eight, let's say you pull off 8% of it and it makes it 12, then you've left four in there. If it makes 10, you left two in there. So it's going to be growing forever. You're not only not hitting the principle, you're not, uh, it is continuing to grow. So it will run in perpetuation if you do that. So in other words, if the uh, the percentage that you're pulling off is less than the percentage average percentage of growth, then you're going to come out. So over a 10-year period of time, if it averages growing 10 to 12 and you pull off eight every year, you're going to not have touched the principal at all in the end. You will have, I will have grown. Now, it might or might not have kept up with inflation. But, you know, if you've got a million dollars and you're pulling off 8%, that's 80,000 bucks a year. And that's, you know, that's how you live. And so, or Do you, you pull it say, out a lump sum? Does it come out monthly? How you just it? set it up monthly. Just get a monthly check on it. 8% divided by 12 and just have that amount coming out. I want 8% of the thing coming out to me. Um, or, or you can say, look, there's a million dollars there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 80,000 bucks. And have a monthly check come on eighty thousand bucks a year. It's whatever that happens you know, to be. And uh, or I'm going to pull forty thousand bucks on uh, five hundred thousand. That'd still be eight percent. And so you know that that or you know I don't quite want to do that. So I'm going to pull thirty six thousand, which is three thousand dollars a month. I have three thousand dollars a month coming off, and it'll last forever if you do that. What about a mandatory dis- disbursement? What is well, that? Well, you have the required minimum distributions that begin at seventy three on traditional IRAs and traditional four hundred one ks. If you're doing this. You will easily meet that. Okay. You will easily meet that. So it's not a problem at all. If they're Roth IRAs, they don't have that. Or okay. Roth, Roth 401ks. They so let's say that. you're in a situation um, like you, Dave, and you've got some uh, um, rental properties that are generating cash flow. You're, you're not technically working anymore, but you're still, money's getting deposited. And now you have this mandatory withdrawal that you have to make. Can you take that money out and just reinvest it? It becomes taxable when you take it out. The purpose of them making you take it out is so they can tax it. So you can get some money from you. Yeah. Uh, that, so you're going to take it out. It's a taxable event. So I have this income. Now, what do I do with that money? You can do whatever you want to do with your money. You can okay. invest it. You can give it. You can do whatever you want to do with it. But it's it's coming out, and you're going to pay taxes on the required minimum distribution beginning at age 73. Okay. So either way. 
uh, except for that part where uh, it's like me and I'm not working because I still work. Correct. Yeah, just, Correct. just to be clear. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was pretending you were 73. Oh, how do you know I'm not working when I'm 73? Well, uh, that's yeah. only 10 years. This is an uncomfortable conversation, John. I think it's very comfortable. <laughs> One of us is living in reality. <laughs> uh, you're thinking I'm going to be playing more golf and spending more time in Cabo. That's what you're thinking. I think you're going to be can, 73. I can, I'm just saying. That's how that works. All right. Joanne is with us in Boston. Joanne, get us out of this. How can we help? <laughs> Hi, Dave. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have a question. Should I um, sell my house and downsize? I'll give him my numbers. I'm 59. I'm single. My salary is 152k. My house is worth uh, 950. I owe 380. Um, and also, I have 401k. It's 450 in the 401k, and my savings 20k. Why would you sell your house? That's a good question. There's a couple reasons. I live in Massachusetts. I just am unremote. And I was thinking to go southern New Hampshire and get away from some of the taxes. Okay. So you, you want to And also move downsize. To, just yeah. You're thinking you're gonna to move yes. to a different state. Yes, which is only twenty minutes. I mean mm-hmm. it's yeah. that close. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and I was also thinking now I'm fifty nine, I yeah, I'm single and, and I have to mow the lawn and do the uh yard work <clears throat> well if you I bought a house in jersey would you not have to mow the yard lawn oh i was thinking of townhomes so i wouldn't have so that sort of thing but okay townhomes. but yes yeah. okay so you're thinking of getting something that helps you get rid of the maintenance it's a little newer in a better tax situation yes, yes. if you spend exactly the same money it'd be a net a net gain in lifestyle and no change in your finances Right, I was thinking that smaller. Yeah, if you move down, then it's kind of a net gain, and uh, right. but there's you you don't have to do this for your finances. Your finances are not out of control, but you're wanting a better quality of life by moving down. Well, that's kind of a no brainer. Do it. Just do it. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean you're you're you're, you're, you're not gonna you're, you're not going <laughs> further in debt. You're not going to bankrupt yourself by doing this. You're going the other way. You're going to free up right. money. Uh, have a lesser mortgage, which you could get paid off going into retirement, which is the thing you need to be doing. You need to be aiming at getting that paid off. So if you bought a townhouse in Jersey, what would it cost? She's going to uh, New Hampshire. Oh, New Hampshire. I'm sorry. New what Hampshire. would it cost? I keep sending you to Jersey. Um, I didn't, you, you did something wrong, apparently. But <laughs> um, Probably it looks like 550 Instead of 950 Yeah. Yeah, I can get a townhome there. I've been looking. So you're... Paying cash. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. this for sure. Move tomorrow. Yes. Because yeah. if you got no yeah, house payment, now we're going to pile up cash even more. So let's play this out. You got mm-hmm. 450 in your 401k, and yeah. now you got no house payment, and you said your household income is 152. You're single, right? Yes. Okay. So the 450, if it's invested in good mutual funds in your 401k, if it's not, make sure it is. Will yes. double about every seven years. You're fifty nine and a half. When you're sixty six, that's nine fifty. Okay, so when you're seventy three, that magic number. That it, old that's two old mi- people. Those old people. It's two, <laughs> shut up, John. It's two million dollars. Yeah. 
Okay, so it, when you're 73, if you've got this invested in good mutual funds, you're going to have $2 million if you add nothing to your retirement and a paid-for house. You have no bills, yeah. I right. think we call right. that a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, <laughs> and you're going to be adding even more to it, so you're going to have $4 million. That's going to be fun. Yeah, this is great. This is great. This and and you don't have to cut the grass. There, I mean, there's all these benefits. There's all these benefits. <laughs> and like the because those old people like can't cut in New Hampshire, grass. Baby. Yeah, that's it. She's going to be getting it. And you won't be in New Hampshire, and that's you're being. I mean, you won't be in New Jersey. You'll be in New Hampshire instead. So there you go. That's, I was trying to send her there. I really was. I was you were trying out. hard. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Alzheimer's. <laughs> no, I, I think in addition to being really good with numbers, you are also a geography savant. <laughs> it's outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> and sarcasm Dave is knows your his Eastern special Seaboard. gift. There it is. <laughs> it's just over there and it's cold. It's north and go, there's taxes. Go Celtics. And Yankees. Yes. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this is the Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Matthew 13, 16. But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. Brene Brown said, I don't have to chase extraordinary moments to find happiness. It's right in front of me if I'm paying attention and practicing gratitude. Denya is with us in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Denya. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey. Hey, what's up? Thank you for having me. Sure. Um... Yeah, I just, um, I just have, me and my husband, um, I'm 52, my husband's 54, we don't have anything uh, safe for retirement, and I was trying, wanted to possibly go back to school. I'm a registered nurse, and if I went back to school, my income would go up um, as an advanced nurse practitioner, I was, that's what I was thinking of going towards. Um, but we do have a lot of debt. Um, I don't know if it's practical at my age and his age. He was concerned about that. It's a hundred percent practical to go back to school. It is a dreadful idea to borrow money to do it. Mm, okay. I so, have a hundred percent confidence you could get through an MP program. Please don't borrow money against it. So, um, where do you work? Um, I work uh, part-time in hospital PRN and also at a nursing home PRN. Mm-hmm. I do a few days a week with both of them. Mm-hmm. So I would check out some of the local hospitals and see if they will hire you and then have an education program that pays for your NP. Where you are, they don't have that ed program. But a hospital yeah, would. You work, you, work, you work as a registered nurse in a hospital. They'll, they'll pay for you to get your NP. Yeah, the local hospital is probably about an hour away. I did work there years ago, and the distance was the issue. Um, and it is a graduate degree. I don't know. They'll pay they, for it. They want in peace. Someone will. or go- Someone in corporate medicine will pay for an NP. Now, they're not, uh, they're, they're not going to the nursing home. They're not going to in a nonprofit, and they're not going to an hospice or a PRN situation. None of those that I, I've never seen one of those that has a program that pays for it. But hospitals and uh, large doctor practices that are corporate-owned, most of them have an education program and would love to have their registered nurses become NPs. They need them. 
Gotcha. I'll also tell you this. It doesn't hurt to ask where you are. One supervisor I went to at one point, we didn't have a program, and I said, hey, I really want to get this. Will you help me with it? And he said, no, but I'll send you to Harvard. So he sent me to Harvard for a program. Then another boss, I said, hey, can I take this money and move it over here for graduate school? And she's like, I never even thought of that. Absolutely, go for it. And that's how I got my second degree paid for. And so it may be worth sitting down and saying, I'll go full time, but I need some help on this. Or here's what I want to do. Can, will y'all help me get there? They, the worst they can tell you is no, and you're right back in the same spot, but they may surprise you. You may have to go to a full-time gig somewhere to get that, though. Abs- I think you have to go to a full-time gig wherever you You got are. two part-time gigs right now, right? Yeah, about part-time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, you're making good money, uh, probably, possibly, but you, you might make a little less money and have them pay for your degree. And uh, do you all own your home? We do. We have a mortgage. Okay. What does your husband make? I, um, he makes about 50 and What year. do you make? I, about 35 Yeah, you're not working much. Mm-mm. Richard Nurse ought to be making 70 if they're working 40 Why aren't you working that much? Um, well, I just took a breather uh, for a little while here. Um I've just been home with my girls and just kind of taking care of stuff at home. What, what stuff is at home? Kids? Well, yeah, I've just, uh, I've, I just got my hours cut a little bit. I just uh, I needed a break a little bit. But I did. How much we debt have, have you got? Of, uh, we have a lot. Um, How much? Mortgage is 60 Credit card debt is $30. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a... a student loan that's 15000 for my bachelor's, which yeah. I took out when I was working at the hospital, and they okay. required You guys it. need to sit down and have some soul-searching conversations, didn't you? Because I've talked to two different women on this phone. One of them was willing to lay it all out on the line and go back to school and go in debt to get a degree, an advanced degree as a nurse practitioner so she could make more money to get out of debt. The other one isn't even working much and doesn't do anything except sit at home. These are two different women, and I talked to both of them in the last few minutes. Did you hear me? I understand what you The mean. woman that I'm talking to that doesn't want to work much doesn't need to go back and get a degree. Is there something else going on? Uh, no, I'm just... You sound like you have some heaviness of- in you, like in your soul. You sound you sound exhausted, but exhausted spiritually. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to figure that all out. <laughs> okay. All right, honey. So the way we're going to get you out of debt is we're going to get your income way up, but that's going to involve a lot of hours. And I can get hope from that if I'm you, because I can see that make instead of making thirty five, I'm making eighty. But I'm working all the time, and that extra 50000 a year is going to clean up this debt really, really fast. And I'm not tired in that situation. I'm not exhausted. I'm not fatigued to where I can't breathe. I might be tired, but, but it's, a, it's a good tired because I'm getting traction, and I can see the light at the end of the tunnel that's not an oncoming train. If you can find energy in the fact that you're going to accomplish the goal and gear back up, then you can clear the debt and you can start to make the moves towards nurse practitioner. The condition that you're in today where you want to work just a few hours a week, 
There's no point in going to be a nurse practitioner. Mm. Doesn't serve any point because you're not going to utilize the extra degree to get any extra income. And I would not go to the expense or the trouble to go get the degree. And if that's going to be your plan, but I don't think that's your plan. I think that's you've, you've kind of surrendered because you lost hope that you were ever going to get out. Dave, and also sounds if we had another hour to, to sit with our friend, I, it almost sounds like if she brought home an extra $50,000, her husband would have that money spent before that check cashed. And she may just be saying, I'm done. Like, I, I'm, I'm tired of not being on the same page. And so there's something about sitting down and saying, if we're going to get out of debt, we're going to do this thing together. Yeah. Yeah. The two of you together sit down and say, all right, we're both going to work an extreme number of hours and we're both going to knock this out in 12 to 18 months. And then I'm going to go get a nurse practitioner degree. And then we're going to go become wealthy. I'm going to double my salary. only 52 and we have 15 years before 67. You could build substantial wealth in 15 years if you clear all the debt and you guys create extra incomes, uh, increase your incomes. But simply going back to school as a, an escape mechanism is not going to work. Uh, we see a lot of people do that, and then they've got an escape mechanism with a student loan attached to it. And this is a double dip. And, um, you know, uh, it, it's a double dip. You, don't, you just don't want to do it in bad things. So let's just not go there. Please, please, please don't go borrow money and go back to college right now. No. Be a bad idea. Man. Do sit down with your husband and do say, what if we were to live on beans and rice? What if I was to pick up and double my hours? What if you doubled your hours? What could we do? How fast could we get this done? What do we need to sell? What do we got to do? And when are we going to grow up and be responsible with money and not spend everything we make so that we can retire with some dignity? Because I'm tired of being scared. As a matter of fact, I'm exhausted from being scared. And let's step into that. Do that. That's going to make sense for you. So... Hey, hang on. We'll send you a copy of the book, The Total Money Makeover. The two of you could sit down and read it this weekend together, and it'd be life-changing if you got on the same page. There's something really special that goes on when you do that. Dr. John Deloney, good hour. Thanks for being with me. You got it, man. All right. And Jenna, Ben, James, Zach, and Andrew are all in the booth making this show happen. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.